This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. America. So we're not going to talk about the NFL right now. I'll get to that a little later. We're not going to talk about the association right now. But we're going to talk about the NCAA. And I ain't talking about the college football playoff. I'm talking about Dion Prom Tom Sanders. The man's leaving Jackson State. And he's headed off to Colorado. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Jackson State for what they did this past season. Getting the swag going undefeated, dominating throughout. And the three years that Deion Sanders was at Jackson State, they've been phenomenal. He has put a spotlight on HBCUs. He has put a spotlight on coaching profession, and he's put a spotlight on what it means to impact not only students, the university, but also the community. And what he's done is put a spotlight on HBCUs in a way that we haven't seen in a very long time. Now, there are a lot of people that are showing their comments about, you know, Deion Sanders and leaving and, you know, why couldn't he stay longer? Why couldn't he do this? Why he couldn't do that? It's sad to see him leave. I mean, he's not really leaving. He's leaving HBCUs at the moment, but he's not really leaving. He's still impacting student lives. He's still impacting black athletes. And yes, while he is leaving HBCUs for the moment, his impact should be profound. It should leave a blueprint for the next coach to come in and take upon that torch. We should not pressurize one person because they've done a good job to force them to stay somewhere where they believe they've done what needed to be done and they want to move on. We don't tell other people in other professions, hey, stay at one place for a very long time and then when it's time to leave, as we feel you should leave, then you leave. No. We don't tell people to do that at their jobs. We tell people, hey, stay as long as you want and then move ahead and go on to the next opportunity that you feel is best for you. Deion Sanders said that in his opening presser about how it was called upon him to leave. It was time to leave. And you also have to look at it from his perspective. He's not getting paid the money that he believes to be getting paid at this moment. He's just not. He's getting hundreds of thousands of dollars at Jackson State. He's getting millions at Colorado. He is finally in the Power Five, and I can't condemn a man for doing that, especially the job that he's done at Jackson State for HBCUs. You see Eddie George. You see someone like Eddie George now um, working at an HBCU as a head coach. You see other players other coaches now in that HBCU realm. And a lot has to do with Deion Sanders. So I'm happy for what Deion Sanders has done for black people, for black athletes, for HBCUs. And I'm happy that he's going to continue to do that, just not at the HBCU level. Now, if it was me, 
I'm not going to Colorado. I'm just telling you right now. That's Broncos country. Even though Russell Wilson's messing it up. But there are a bunch of openings at Power 5 schools right now. You have, obviously, Colorado just um, just named primetime, uh, you know, coach. But Stanford was open. Georgia Tech was open. Wisconsin was open. Arizona and Nebraska. And Auburn was open. But then they hired uh, Hugh Freeze who was having issues with conduct towards minors, having massages uh, by women who accused his players at liberty for sexual assault, lying to recruits and their families while trying to, you know, uh, pin much of his wrongdoings on a predecessor. But that's not here, there, or there. But whatever, they hired Hugh Freeze. That's the job I wanted Dion to get. But I also get the point of, Hey, is Colorado the best situation for him to succeed? I would say no. Honestly, looking at the rest of the jobs, I would have taken that Wisconsin job. That's just me personally. I would have taken Wisconsin, even Arizona State. But Colorado? No. But, you know, it must be the money because Deion Sanders is leaving um, Jackson State to head to Colorado. And we'll see what happens. I hope it goes well. I hope he succeeds. And I think the next step for him after this uh, this go around in Colorado is to go to one of those, you know, USC, you know, LSU, Florida, you know, Bama. We'll see. One of those top-tier teams. But if he could turn around, you know, Jackson State and then turn around Colorado, then there's just no – he's one of the best coaches in all of college football. The job that he did at Jackson State – should not be dismissed. The impact that he made should not be dismissed. The th- the millions of dollars that was poured into HBCUs, poured into Jackson State, should not be dismissed. And it should keep going. He should not be pressurized to staying because of the success that he's had. So with that being said, we'll see what happens with Jackson State. We hope that the light continues to shine on HBCUs on HBCU's athletics and coaches around that are looking to have an impact on black lives, on black institutions, should continue to keep on the torch that Dion has set forth. And that's all I have to say about that. Continuing with the college coverage, let's talk about the college football playoff. Now, the committee got it right, in my opinion. They got... Number one, Georgia. And you saw the smackdown that Georgia laid on LSU this past weekend. Then, number two is Michigan. And you saw the smackdown that they laid on Purdue. And I ain't talking about Purdue chicken. I'm talking about Purdue, the university. Then, number three, TCU. They had a dog fight. They went out there and they slugged it out. They came up short, I believe, because of coaching in the fourth, in overtime, I should say, not the fourth quarter, in overtime, going for it all as opposed to kicking the field goal. But that's neither here or there. Um, But TCU is ranked number three, and I felt like, you know, they deserve that. 
they they definitely deserve that. They went toe to toe with Kansas State. Kansas State being a top ten ranked team, Kansas State um, in that Big Twelve. They went to overtime. They lost thirty one to twenty eight. But TCU deserves to be the number three team in all the nation. And number four is Ohio State. Ohio State literally backdoor their way in, and I'll get to that a little bit later. They got laid the smack down, laid the smack down on uh, Michigan in Columbus. That don't happen. So those are your four teams. You got Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and Ohio State. Now, for me, I don't like Championship Sunday benefiting teams that are not playing. It never benefits the team that is playing more times than not. It typically benefits the team that isn't playing. I believe that Championship Sunday should just be that. It should never cost a team an opportunity to make the college football playoff. USC had a great season, and yes, they got smacked. They got beat down in the Pac-12 championship against Utah. Utah destroyed them. After being down early, Utah said enough of this, and they put their pressure on USC losing 47 to uh, 24 and yes Caleb Williams did get hurt but that was that's not big enough excuse the Utah beat down USC Utah beat down USC and that's that all it is but I don't think USC should get penalized for that but I understand as someone who's getting their MBA, who understands finances, revenue, sales, if college football said, hey, we're no longer going to count Championship Sunday, I mean, Championship Saturday against a team if they're already in the college football playoff, then no one would watch the college football Championship Sunday, uh, Saturday. No one would watch it. I wouldn't watch it. Actually, I would. But most fans wouldn't watch it. The ticket sales would go down. The revenue would go down. The media coverage would go down. So the business ramifications for it, I get it. With that being said, I do feel like it's unfair because Ohio State didn't do anything this weekend. They just sat home because they weren't good enough to get into the Big Ten Championship. And yet they have an opportunity to now win the championship. So that's semantics, I guess, at this point. But it's something that should be said. And for all you Bama fans, <laughs> I just want to laugh at y'all. That's it. Or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong. Or else you gonna be walking out. Um. Now let's get to the NFL. Let's talk about my Jets. We went into Minnesota and we lost. Now I'm not mad. You know why I'm not mad? Because I had us losing anyway. I knew we was gonna lose. You talking about first cousins? You talking about Jefferson? You talking about 
Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, one of the best high-octane offenses in all of the NFL. And we still had a chance to win it. Two-minute warning on the five-yard line, first and goal, and we didn't win. We didn't come up with the dub. Um, Mike White played a good game. If you didn't watch the game and you looked at his stats, you were kind of like questioned. But I saw a guy that this guy can play in the NFL. I don't know if he's going to be a star. I don't know if he's going to be a superstar, but he can play in the NFL. Period, point blank. And he should be the quarterback, obviously, for Buffalo and and the foreseeable future, given how he's played in the last two weeks. Um, but it is clear that this guy can play and win big games. Um, we'll see what happens in Buffalo, but Mike White can really play. Um, Bam Knight, he's good. He's really good. He had 15 carries, 90 yards, and then he also sprinkled in some catches out the backfield. Um, he had well over 100 yards, um, all-purpose, um, back-to-back games. He's looked sensational. Mike White for y'all. Um, his numbers were 31 to 57, 369 yards, two interceptions, and one rushing TD. Um, they were down a lot of the game, obviously. Um, they were down a lot of the game, obviously, but the Jets fought back. Their defense rose and shone in the second half. If you look at what the defense did in the second half, they only allowed seven points in the fourth quarter. And that was it. Other than that, the defense played phenomenal. Um, the Jets, you know, hung in tough. Joe Douglas and Robert Salah said that we be playing meaningful games in December. Well, it's December, and we're playing meaningful games. And we have another one against Buffalo. And for people that want Mike White to start for the rest of the season, you also have to keep in mind this. If Mike White is the dude moving forward, guess what that means? That means... Zach Wilson's trade value goes down and Mike White is a free agent. So his price goes up. And as Joe fat and as fat Joe said, yesterday's price is not today's price. So Robert Salah has to continue to give this week to week, um, you know, take on Mike White and seeing he's the quarterback because if it's time to pay him, it's going to be time to pay him a lot of money. And I'm not saying like a boatload of money like Lamar Jackson. We'll get to that a little later. I'm just saying he's going to be paying him, and he's going to have to try to move Zach Wilson. Um, the Jets are in a good spot because, obviously, the uh, the Chargers lost. So we'll see what happens moving forward. But I'm very encouraged by what I saw by that, by that defense, by that offense late. Um, we couldn't punch it, punch it in. But I have to give Minnesota credit, too. They're, they're a good team. This is not no slouch team. This is a good team. So we'll see what happens in Buffalo. Now, the second game I want to talk about to me, and it's probably the most concerning. Um, we had a couple of injuries, but to me, the big headline is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson got hurt on a sack um, that he took, and um, it looks like it's a knee injury. He wasn't able to return. And the Baltimore Ravens went to Huntley, and they was able to, you know, come back and beat the the Broncos ten to nine. Lamar Jackson. This is why 
you don't step on that field until you get paid. Now, we don't know the severity of the injury. I hope it's just something that he come back from very quickly. Um, Coach Harbaugh said that he uh, thinks this is more of a day-to-day, week-to-week situation. It's not a season-ending injury. Um, so we'll see. But this is why you do not allow yourself to get to the end of your contract and not you know, secure the bag. Um, Dak Prescott was able to you know, kind of do something similar to what Lamar Jackson doing, have a compound fracture, unfortunately, but then was able to come back and get his money. But he doesn't require his legs to be a focal part of his game the way Lamar Jackson does. And I think this moving forward is going to be a concern. I would be concerned. You got like five, six games left in the season. You got a playoff game here or there. Um, if they make it to the Super Bowl, you got that's an additional uh, three games that you got to play getting all the way to February. Lamar Jackson, I hope he's doing fine, but this is a concern. Um, and the Baltimore Ravens are probably sitting there and saying, you want us to pay you all this money knowing you can get hurt? And this is the second consecutive year that he's been hurt. Has he been able to play all 16 games from start to end? So I'm concerned overall for the Ravens. If Lamar Jackson is gone, this season's done, just like last season. Um, so we'll see what happens. As for the Broncos, let's ride. Y'all ride into another L because Russell Wilson is sorry right now. Russell Wilson is just sorry. And if you look at the stats, Russell Wilson didn't play bad. He had 17 to 21, 189 yards, zero touchdowns, zero picks, but this is not the rush that we know. I've never seen a quarterback leave locations and look this terrible, especially in the first year. When Peyton Manning left Indianapolis to go to Denver, phenomenal. Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, phenomenal. Brett Favre going to the Jets, first year, phenomenal. Russell Wilson looks trash. Russell Wilson is trash. My man keeps saying, let's ride. Ride to another L. That man has been sorry. Sorry. He been so bad that he got defensive players yelling at him on camera. He has his wife having a surprise birthday party and only half the team show up. Russell Wilson has been bad, y'all. So, enough of that. Let's talk about the other quarterback that's been hurt now. Jimmy Garoppolo broken foot out for the season and as well as the 49 season. It's over. It's a wrap. It's over. Who's it? Who's the guy? Mr. Irrelevant? Uh, Mr. Purdy? Yeah. The Mr. Purdy, he hit was 25 for 37 to uh, 210. Two touchdowns, one pick. Was able to beat the Miami Dolphins and Tua looking trash. Uh, Jalen Wilder got hurt, but that's no excuse. You should beat the 49ers with no Jimmy Garoppolo. They was able to hung 33 because the last um, last points they scored was a defensive touchdown because of Tua. But the San Francisco 49ers season is over. Let's just call it what it is. And the Miami Dolphins, this should have been a give me. Y'all should have taken this game. And now y'all sitting at 8-4, and four, still close to the Jets, still got to play the Jets, and haven't already lost to the Jets. We'll see what happens. But the 49 season is over. They got one of the best defenses all of football, but y'all ain't going anywhere with no goddamn Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Um, 
a couple of years ago. Uh, picks 262. Stop. Let's, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. And do we need to talk about the tie with the Commanders and Giants? No, I'm not going to talk about that. So let's talk about week 14. Week 14, we got the Thursday night game starting. We got the Raiders and the Rams. I got the Raiders. The Raiders have won three straight. The Raiders look good. The Raiders have been able to run the ball, throw the ball to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, a reminder, y'all, he the number one dog in terms of receivers. And the Rams, they just, they, they, it's, it's over. It's over. Matthew Stafford's on shelf. Um, you had Allen Robinson hurt, Cooper Cup hurt. This this team is done. It's done. It's over. They're done. So I got the Raiders winning, even though the Rams are at home. Um, but it's not that big of a distance in terms of LA and Las Vegas. So I have the Rams. Buffalo Jets at Buffalo. I got Buffalo winning. Buffalo's pissed that they lost to the Jets before. Yes, they don't have Vaughn Miller, but the Jets, they're a scrappy team. They're a good team. They're a great defense. The offense comes and goes, but I have the Bills winning. I have the Bills um, getting the season split. Browns, Bengals, this is a um, – in Cincinnati, the Bengals, I believe, are going to win this game. Deshaun Watson didn't look great in his first game back. Remember, he hasn't been played in damn near two years. Um, I have the Bengals, you know, winning – Joe Burrow, Jamal Chase, P. Ryan. If Mixon can't play, there'll be enough. Eagles, Giants. Eagles will win this game. Eagles can score 25. Giants cannot. It's simple as that. Jaguars, Titans. The Titans got shellacked against the Eagles, but I think they will shellack the Jaguars. Um, Ravens, Steelers. The Ravens need this game. Ravens, Steelers, the Ravens need this game. The Ravens got to stay afloat in that AFC North, and I think they'll take care of business against the Steelers. If the Lamar Jackson cannot go, it might change some things. But regardless, if it's Huntley, Lamar Jackson, I think the Ravens beat the Steelers in, uh, in Pittsburgh. Texans, Cowboys, there's a bye week for the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to shellack the Texans. Vikings, Lions. Now, the Detroit Lions have been playing well as of late, but I don't think they're going to beat the Vikings. The Vikings are going to beat the brakes off of them. Chiefs, Broncos. There's a bye week for the Chiefs. The Chiefs will score 20 points. The Broncos will score less than 10. Bronco, Buccaneers, 49ers, without Jimmy Garoppolo. I still think the 49ers are going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know why? Because the Bucs have shown the propensity to not be consistent. So I'm taking the 49ers, especially since they're at home. I'm going with the upset. Panthers, Seahawks. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Seahawks playing well. Geno been one of the better quarterbacks. Going to go to the Pro Bowl. Deservingly so. This is a Sunday night football game. I mean, Geno Spence have been playing well. One of the best stories all in the NFL. Going to go to the Pro Bowl. And I think that the Seahawks will win. Um, Chargers, Dolphins. I got I got the Chargers. I think the Chargers play well on Sunday Night Football. I think they play well on the spotlight. It's at home, which is really not a home field advantage. And I have the Chargers winning. And then the Patriots, Cardinals. Both teams are sorry. 
But I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I just think that the Patriots are not good. They're just not a good football team. They got six wins, and two of them came because of the Jets. They should really be five and seven, but that's here and there. there. Um, so that's what I have for week 14, and we'll see what happens. This proved me wrong, and I'm here to prove y'all wrong. Later. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on a show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, Prove Me Wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. Or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out? Walking out?